This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. This topic we're going to talk about today, how to explain the value of PR to your clients. We're going to talk about the value, the real value of PR so that you can educate your clients on the ROI of what what you're doing, what they're hiring you to do, and what they can expect and when. Um, So, you know, when they're doing other things in their business, they're doing social media, marketing, email marketing, um, other, you know, other... Um, so you have to explain how it all works together with the other initiatives that they're going to have in their business. And it creates consumer demand, oftentimes at the point of purchase, um, by mentioning key retailers or linking out to something on, you know, a website. Um, and when a business is trying to pitch a product to be picked up by retailers, it really helps them to have PR. It lets them drive awareness, and it really supports sell-through for retailers. There are certain retailers, I know for sure Sephora, Ulta, because I work in beauty PR, um, that will not typically take a brand unless they can show PR support and also some results. If it's a brand new launch, and there's that means there's usually some big name behind it, they're less strict about having results already generated, but for other new brands that they're willing to test out, they need to see that you're putting effort behind promoting it and driving sell-through at the point of purchase. So that's really helpful to um, drive to retail or even your client's website. PR really helps push traffic to their websites. The other thing that um, that can be really effective is if they have a very effective email marketing campaign that converts, PR will drive customers to the website where they can capture emails and then the client now owns that contact, you know, um, versus face like a Facebook ad, they have to actually come over to, you know, sign up for your list. But um, this is a way for you to kind of um, stay connected to customers that would be interested and maybe they peak And then they leave, right? But what PR also does is it offers a way for potential customers to get into a business's world even before they purchase. I mean, it could be a prestigious brand of some kind and maybe they're saving up or they need to be convinced of the quality and it justifies the price or they're really thinking about a bunch of different brands and they feel an affinity um, to one brand because they're reading about it a lot. Um, you know, it really like, it sort of works. People always say, well, oh, the God, this brand is everywhere. And it's like, well, there was a PR campaign and they targeted, you know, you as an avatar and the places that you consume media. So yeah, it was a concerted effort. It doesn't just happen. So, um, you know, one, you want to get them like into your brand and following your brand and Um, then they're, you know, really likely to purchase if they see something launch or see something that goes, you know, um, 
on sale or at a new retailer or whatever. But what you can talk to your clients about is that a PR hit is so much more valuable than a paid ad because what's actually happening there is the media is endorsing them. The media is giving it in an editorial context rather than the brand endorsing themselves. So advertising obviously is a paid placement of some kind. Editorial, it really should be, I mean, now there's like a muddy waters with um, affiliate revenue opportunity, but generally the readers trust what the editors are referring them to. But that's obviously so much more valuable. There is so much value and credibility in having the media talk about your brand and share the features and benefits and align it with other brands um, and kind of elevate your profile. There's so much. Plus those hits, you can leverage them and use them other places. Use those in paid social. Very impactful. We had a client once that was a skincare device. It was like a $250 device. And their main goal was customer acquisition because it had like a subscription model based around it. Like you bought the device and then you needed like a monthly subscription to this skincare product. So they wanted customers and they knew the lifetime value of the customer and they realized that they needed to spend a ton of money on social media to get customers. But what they wanted was media confirmation that this product was effective, that it worked. And then they leveraged those in paid ads. So we got them in Vogue, we got them on Dr. Oz, we got them, um, Forbes called it a game-changing skincare device. They leveraged those media hits. Because now it's an editor or a producer or a show that's very uh, well-respected that's giving this brand the kudos, not just you, okay? So that's inherently more valuable than just having a budget and paying for visibility. Um, this came up to the rule of seven. Have you guys ever heard of this rule of seven? What it means is basically that a potential customer has to see your message seven times See your brand, see your product, see your message before they will actually take action. And PR is a way to reach potential customers at multiple touch points in a really condensed period of time. So for a launch, a brand launch, a product launch, a newsworthy something, you know, like maybe they're now at a new retailer and you want to do media outreach to drive interest at that point of purchase. So um, we notice that it ebbs and flows because it's usually around timely, relevant, newsworthy stuff, but you can leverage different places like the media that your target customer um, reads every time we've been on the uh, Today Show or um, GMA or even like The View or The Talk, like our clients, I mean, crushed it, like sold so many, like a huge flood of traffic to their site. They were able to capture customers' emails, plus they had a lot of sell through in a condensed period of time. Um, so, you know, if you're working with influencers, media they read, TV shows they watch, podcasts, they're going to start to see your message multiple times. And typically, if they've never heard of you and they're brand new to your client's company, they'll probably need to see it at least seven times before they will make a purchase or make a, make a move. So getting that message from multiple places is really important for um, positioning the brand, acquiring <clears throat> customers, aligning it with other top tier brands. Um, 
by getting featured alongside other brands. You know, sometimes it's not all bad to have a direct competitor because now you're getting in there as an option and you're being kind of compared in that elevated way to one of your competitors. Like we have a LED skincare device and there's a couple of competitors on the market, but we tend to see them all in the same article and the editor will tease out different factors that make each one unique. And we don't look at it like, well, they're featuring this one in addition to ours. We see that they're highlighting one of the things that makes our client's product the most effective on the market or that, or that they have a, a neck and, and deck decolletage um, device that nobody else has. So we'll you know see somebody featuring the face mask and then our neck and deck device is featured alongside it or a glove, they have all of that. So they're getting visibility for the brand showing all of the products in the line and being aligned with other LED devices where the editor sets out what's different among them. And that's extremely helpful. So that helps elevate a brand. Um, that's the rule of seven is like getting it to the customer at least seven times, getting it in front of them and having it come from multiple places. That gives a ton of credibility. Um, another thing that's really um, powerful is that PR amplifies the key messaging that a brand wants to have out there. So you sometimes, you'll obviously in your pitch, give them details. Um, uh, you'll give them details about the brand and they'll choose what they want to include or not. Typically, we're not fact checking a ton anymore. So you want to get that information right, right out of the gate. Um, but you get to give that messaging that the media can pull from and use. You get to kind of control that. Um, but they'll, you know, you or like I said, you can't control that. 100%, but typically they'll use points from your messaging because it's accurate and it's factual. So you can have certain important facts, like the client has a study, that sh an independent study that shows the efficacy of their, their wavelength range of um, red LED light, that theirs is way more powerful because they achieve a range um, that most of the other brands don't. And that makes it through an independent study more powerful. That's interesting. So we share that and we've had a lot of news outlets pick that fact up and plop it right in. So um, you can have certain key facts pointed out by the media and that becomes a lot more trustworthy and consumers are more receptive to it than coming from your own website. You know, now you've got somebody else verifying that or stating that as a fact. And um, um, another thing, PR can really make sales more successful and your launches more impactful. Um, obviously, a successful launch likely includes a solid and coordinated PR campaign. It does generate momentum. And um, when a news tends to pop up about a brand, PR lets you strategically position it in a positive, beneficial way that really helps make your launches more powerful because now it's like this brand that you love has a new product and here's what's so great about it or we're launching this new brand and here is how it's different from whatever else is on the market. Um, that comes with a coordinated effort with key messaging and timing it and all of the things that make a pitch successful. So that's really important. That's why PR is really, you know, powerful in those launch scenarios. Um, 
Another thing you have to let your clients know is that PR is cumulative. It does take time to see results. And then they really kind of snowball and will generate more kind of momentum and speed as you get the ball rolling. Um, and which is why two things. Number one, I don't recommend you get involved with a contract less than six months because you need to have enough runway to get these things rolling. Um, so if clients want, um, if clients want something shorter, you probably need to tell them why it's important that they give more time to something like a campaign um, so that you can see those results going. You cannot start and stop, right? Like if they don't pay their bill or if they want to like turn it on and turn it off, you can't start and stop PR. You lose that momentum. So you have to tell clients they can't do that. And also when they don't pay you, if you have to wait longer than like one payment cycle, you have to stop work. And that's really detrimental to the client because they're losing all of that momentum. <laughs> what you're doing is convincing editors, writers, podcasters, journalists to be interested in a brand by telling a compelling story. And you want to have people really check into it before they talk about it and like be interested in their story, and that helps generate more more interest and buzz and more features. And um, you know, once they start to see the brand story or the launch mentioned in a bunch of places, that's when results really start to happen. And it's it's that's that snowball effect we talk about. Um, and obviously, we know, and you have to um, convey this to clients that it takes a while for media to convert pitches into placements and for those placements to reach the consumer, raise awareness over time to actually take action. We also know PR is not a quick shot in the arm. That's a misconception. It, you know, takes time. It's cumulative. It's building momentum. So the value of what we're doing as PR pros is building on the results that we're Putting So it takes time to really get everything flowing and for you to see conversions. And um, we always tell clients that the most successful and the best results are when they consider PR as an ongoing effort. Like I said, no starts and stops. That just leaves opportunity on the table. And you should not work with a client that wants to give you less than six months. Um, I have made exceptions for certain clients that there's a reason why there's an exception. Um, it's like a limited thing that will get us to the next level. And I have, a I have conveyed to them very clearly what they can expect in three months. And if I feel that what they're looking for is good working relationship, I will agree to that. If I feel that they are expecting a windfall of media in three months, the answer is absolutely not. Um, you know, if it's like usually they've been burned by an agency and they're like, we never talked to them, we never heard from them, it was like radio silence. I'm like, we can totally fix that problem, no, no problem. But just so you know, you can give us a three-month trial and you'll see how we work. But just so you know, in that period, do not expect the momentum to start building until, you know, months four through six. And, you know, but they're like, we really want an ongoing thing. We just want to, we're, we're skittish. It's usually a skittish client. And if I know that they will do it, if we're good communicators, I will take that risk. Um, 
also, if you do this, it's like just setting you up for failure because you don't have the right time, you know, time runway. The time frame for things to actually convert is not enough in that period. So um, if you have a client that is insisting on immediate results, um, they have to do something um, and it has to hit right away, we're launching in six weeks, you're like, no, you should redirect them toward social media or paid advertising. PR moves the needle more, but it's going to take longer. It's storytelling. It's communicating something that convinces somebody else to share your product, your story. It's more of a, of a process. Like business features take longer. Tech features are a little ch more challenging because there's like a complicated aspect of communicating what it does. Um, you know, products are a little easier because it's like you just hold it in your hand and you're like, okay, I like this or I don't. But storytelling takes a while. There has to be the right fit. So an editor, an editor or writer may love it and they'll say, I love this. We'll find a spot. And it could be six months down the road. It happens, right? Um, and you also have to time things with the media. Like it ebbs and flows and you need to wait for the right time to pitch your compelling angles that are the right fit. And the other thing you need to remember in all of this talking to clients is that there are things the clients are responsible for to set you up for success. And you need to convey that to the client. You're the expert. You know what it's going to take. And, you know, if they come in and they're like, we want this and this is what, you know, I've had clients, potential clients that are like, we want six press releases, one a month. I'm like, what, why, why would you do that? I'm not putting my name on a nonsense press release. Like that's a dumb strategy and it's not going to work. So I'm not going to do it. Anyway, remember you're the expert. And we also talk a lot in the agency accelerator about what you need to kick off successfully with your clients, you've got to step into that role of the expert, guide your clients and really let them know what it's going to take. And if they don't want to hear it, you know, you either redirect them somewhere else or you know that it's not going to ever meet their expectations. This is a really, really important point that I'm going to make here. And I'm going to reiterate it again at the end. So you need to vet your clients and really figure out how to land your dream clients. And that means for me, it's like the way they work and the way they make me feel when I work with them and how they respect us and they leave us alone and they let us do our jobs and they don't micromanage, right? Um, that to me is part of what a dream client is. You want clients that are going to give you the resources and support and the time frame that you need to be successful. So that's why the length of your retainer contract matters. And you really want to push them at least towards a six to 12 month retainer because that gives you the time frame to get the ball rolling, generate results. Um, obviously, inside the agency accelerator, we talk about PR retainers, how to set them up and structure them, how to set your rates. We have a contract that you can use and customize just to get you buttoned up um, and know that's also a way to increase your, your revenue by how we teach you to set your rates and figure out what you need to be charging to be profitable and to grow um, and build a team. So that's my agency accelerator program. But this is where you, when you set yourself up to work with like dream clients, high-end clients, they get it. 
they understand the value of PR and that PR and sales are not the same thing. You know, we, and again, we talk about how to identify, find, land ideal clients inside the program because that matters. I don't want you taking clients just for the sake of, you know, taking something that's not going to be effective for you. You have to work towards a specific goal of what you want your company to look like and how you want it to feel. You have to be intentional with your stepping stones, but this is how you are able to work with the clients that have expectations set and they're realistic about what they can expect and in what time frame, how long things take, so that you're not going to um, deliver fantastic results that you know are fantastic, but the client is like, you know, this, what else, what else? It's like always annoying. That usually comes from expectations being out of alignment with what's realistic and in and, and reality. So good clients don't usually come with that problem. Um, make sure that your prospective clients understand that PR pros are never responsible for sales. That is advertising. PR can definitely help to, help to boost sales, but that's not a KPI that we should be measured against. It's not a guarantee. Nothing's guaranteed. And it's in your contract. It should be. It's in our contract in the agency accelerator. We cannot <laughs> we cannot guarantee results. Um, results aren't guaranteed. And we also don't get paid based on results. Um, it's the best thing ever. You're just like, <laughs> we're like maybe the only industry that's like, just pay us. But you have to produce in order to stick around and for your reputation to support your business. Make sure that you understand their goals. Sometimes they don't have goals. They have to figure that out. How can you work towards an outcome if you don't know what they want that outcome to be. You know, you have to plan a strategy around what the outcome is going to be. So if they don't know what they want, how can you be successful? How will they know you've achieved it? That's problematic. <laughs> so make sure that they know their goals. Um, the other thing too is focusing on metrics. So you have metrics tracking and reporting those metrics to your clients so that you can literally show the value of your work. Um, and inside the Agency Accelerator, we had a whole masterclass with um, the amazing Shauna Knuckles. Shauna supports me in my agency. She is a, a former member of Agency Accelerator. I was like, she's amazing. Please help me run my business. I you know, brought her in and she's been incredible. Um, and she really strives to get more clarity and synergy between clients and PR pros. Um, so the relationship is better. She wants PR pros to feel less stressed in their, in their jobs basically, and in running their businesses. So one of the things that she, uh, gave to us was this whole masterclass around all things PR reporting and it's a comprehensive masterclass that teaches you um, what you need to know about reporting to show value. And it's we we had a whole conversation around Barcelona principles. I didn't even know what that word what that was up until somebody brought it up, and we like worked into sort of like a modified Barcelona principles. It's more strategic KPIs and reporting than just the typical media value and impressions. We, we talk about how to go beyond that. Um, 
And you'll be able to match the client goals with KPIs that you can show off to really maximize that client satisfaction. If you use a tool like Muckrack, they have an advertising value equivalency metric that you can use to quantify an estimated value for the placements you receive. Um, that is called AVE, uh, Advertising Value Equivalency. Um, those tools, they do have it, and it is something to report, but it used to be the be-all, end-all, and it's just not anymore. And a lot of times, they're not accurate. Um, we always include it. A lot of times, it's very compelling. Like if we get BuzzFeed and it's like, you know, what, you know, 27 million impressions or whatever, that's like great. Um, or actually, that's not AVE. Um, we give impressions and sometimes AVE if we have it. It's not always there. But what we cover in that masterclass is beyond AVE. It's aligning KPIs with their goals and finding a way to report that to show the value. This may be kind of hard to hear, but um, I stress this over and over again that if your clients are asking you to show the value of your services, most likely what's happened is that you didn't do the best job vetting them or onboarding them and including that educational piece about the value of PR. And that really starts on the discovery call. Like when you're vetting a client, when they're vetting you, you're vetting them, obviously. You don't have to talk to every client that comes your way and you don't have to take every client that's interested in working with you. Um, so those discovery calls are you interviewing them as well. So everything that you um, are working with a client on, like the discovery call process um, and through everything like the proposal onboarding and when you're providing services and seeing results really needs to be about making sure that expectations are realistic, they're aligned, and that's educating on the value of PR. And if you are um, taking clients that continually just don't get this and you're always having to justify what you're doing and that the results you're getting are actually really good if they're not happy, you might need to consider switching up your strategy for seeking and selecting clients. You probably need to have more trust in your instincts and more um, help in identifying those red flags and setting expectations for these new clients. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high-paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. 
Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.